Hey everyone, Tom here. Just a quick one to apologize for the audio quality, specifically on my microphone, on last week's episode and the one that you're about to hear. We got some new equipment and uh, some technical gremlins that we are confident will be sorted out by the time you listen to episode 10. But until then, I hope you can still get through the episode enjoyably. Thanks for tuning in. Hello there and welcome along to the final Park Rush podcast of 2018. This is the Thing Park podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me as ever is Josh. Hello. Hello there. How are you doing? I'm very good. Looking I'm... forward to the end of this dumpster fire of a year. Yeah, you know, I've had my fill of turkey and sweets. Yeah. Open up my presents. Yeah. Yeah. But you still you still fit into those fine floral shorts oh, you were wearing always. last week. Yeah. Good, good to hear. Uh, excellent stuff. Hope you had a fine Christmas and are looking forward to some uh, equally fine New Year celebrations. Yeah, hope Father Christmas brought you everything that you asked for. Yes, indeed. Like this fine, fine podcast. <laughs> yeah, a lifetime subscription to the Park Rush <laughs> podcast. What a deal that would be. What an incredible gift. Uh, but Park yes, Rush is for life, not just for Christmas. <laughs> Certainly is we have condemned ourselves to a lifetime of recording theme park podcasts. And if you subscribe, <laughs> you too can condemn yourself to a lifetime of this. For just two pounds a month. <laughs> we wish. We wouldn't even pay for our SoundCloud subscription. <laughs> but yes, as I say, this is the final podcast of twenty eighteen. Kind of scary to think about, really. Like yeah, our a bit. next podcast is in the year of our Lord twenty nineteen. 2019. That doesn't sound like a real year. No. What's that that sounds like something you chuck on the end of something sci-fi-ish. It, it, it sounds like a made-up year. It does. No one would ever actually get to. Brexit but. year. Yeah, oh God. The year of Brexit. How could I forget? Oh. It's like the worst game of deal or no deal. It certainly is. It certainly is. Maybe we should just talk about theme parks to cheer ourselves up. Yeah. And, uh, Much more interesting. Uh, make Brexit, sort of put Brexit to the back of our minds here. It's another bumper news special, Josh. It is. Um, not necess- Well, maybe news is, is pushing it. But uh, last week, if you listened, um, we had uh, some quite a bit to get through. Yes. And this is, this is basically the leftovers episode, which is the first post-Christmas episode. It's quite fitting. Yeah. So tuck into your turkey sandwich. Yeah, cold, cold turkey, turkey sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> Here are the news leftovers. <laughs> you bubble we, and squeak. That we didn't quite get to last week. Um, we're going to kick it off with Disney. And Literally where we left off. Yeah. Last, what, last week. Yeah. So we talked last week about Disney's plans for Marvel. But what, what we've got on our, on our plate this week is them... Very much going back to one of their classics, yes, uh, in Beauty and the Beast, and uh, I I mean it when I say classic. They're going they're, they're going back to the animated version, not the Emma Watson version. Yeah, and this is for their new ride at uh, Tokyo Disney. Yeah, this, and this, this video is... came out a couple of weeks ago. We're a little slow getting to it. I I won't deny, but I, I think it might have been a busy week uh, when this news first came out. And quite frankly. Having just watched the video again, I feel like it's deserving of uh, some proper chat because yeah. my words, like the headline, 
feature, I guess, for this is the best animatronics I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't... There's no way... Like, it puts... Have you seen, like, the ones where they project the face onto them? Yes, like the Buzz Lightyear in the in the yeah. queue. And, it, um, so they use that quite heavily. So that's how they do the Frozen Ride okay. now, and uh, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train All as right. well. Puts them to shame. They look awful. Yeah. In comparison to this. This is insane. It certainly is. Do you think this ride is going to indirectly sort of... Well, not indirectly, but is it going to ruin other rides? You're going to go on... Yeah. Is it going to be like going back and playing a PS1 game now? Yeah. Thinking, oh God, how did we ever cope with these crap animatronics? Because, well, I mean, if, if... I mean, quite frankly... If you're a Theme Park fan, you've probably watched this video. If you haven't, um, I highly recommend you go and check it out because the range of movements on these figures, specifically the Bell figure, those are the ones we get the best look at. Yeah. We see one of her in a classic blue dress and she's sort of walking around. Yeah. Like, like an animatronic that's actually completely selling the the whole movement she, thing. It's she, not just she's sitting on a chair and, and the face is great and the face is great, but yeah. that's all actual full everything's range of movement she's like there's like she's bobbing her head at one point and yeah. it's like perfect like as a human would yeah it's like scary i mean you said it almost looks too real yeah because it, it, obviously they they still have the visual aesthetic of the cartoon yeah but they're moving they're obviously fully 3d and they're you know in a physical space and they move the, the movements are so nuanced and convincing that it does just look like a cartoon version of an actual person it's, it's kind it's, of freaky yeah it's like when uh like the japanese uh people put like the big contact lenses into their eyes and <laughs> to make their make it look like they've got like anime eyes yeah it's like that but it is kind of creepy yeah in a way i wonder if it will sort of because we do get a brief glimpse of her horse yes and the movement on that is also like Best fake horse I've seen outside Red Dead Redemption 2, Josh. Um, hopefully this one doesn't like sort of crash into the ride vehicles out of, randomly out of control. Side note, lost my first horse in Red Dead 2. Oh, I've lost day. like five horses. Um, but he died. And I named him after my cat. Oh, yeah. So I let out a genuine little, oh, Theo. <laughs> so he got gunned down. And you can be damn well sure I made the murderers suffer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh. But yeah, you, anyway. I'm a... Mine, incidentally, oh. is named. Um, it's like Black Beauty. Okay. And I've I'm now on like Jeather Simpsons has like Snowball Two and oh yeah. I'm now up to like Black Beauty Five. Oh, is that how you're doing? Yeah, that's pretty good actually. Well, my new one is a girl though, so I, it's one of the two horses. I've got you get two horses for pre-ordering. Right. Yeah. So Theo was like the Black Stallion, the really fast one. So he's dead, so I'm now using the white horse. Right. Who's a who's a girl horse, and she's quite small, so I get the piss taken out of me when I'm riding around. <laughs> the stamina's much better. Oh well. She can't gallop as fast, but she can gallop way hard, way way longer. Well, that's what you further. want. That is what you want. Yes, certainly. But I didn't know it was a girl when I named it, so it's called Sullivan. Um, so I might need to rename her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sully. Sully could work. Yeah. Um, I basically, it's funny because, you know, those uh, what's your porn name things. Yeah. And it's like your first pet and your first road you lived in. Yeah. And my porn name would have been Tinker Sullivan, which I thought was pretty good. <laughs> so that's why, I, I, that's why I came to me when I was naming this horse. <laughs> uh, anyway, we've got rather sidetracked yeah. there. Beauty and the Beast. We were talking about the animatronic horse yes. and how good that looks. And how I think maybe that is a... 
because of the how sort of uncanny valley the uh, the bell figure is in terms of movement. Yeah. Maybe the the beast then sort of the other characters like Luminaire and Cogsworth. Lumiere. Lumiere. Yeah. Um, avec Aerosmith. Lumiere avec Cogsworth and the lads. They might. And I mean, the lads. I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm very much looking forward to seeing how they look. Oh. If, if the technology is as state of the art for them as it is for Bell. I think it'd be a lot harder to do them because obviously they're smaller scale. So you've got a smaller space to work in. Mm. Uh, I mean, not that, like, the cartoon Bell is ridiculously thin yeah and therefore the animatronic is ridiculously thin as well so it's really impressive how they've managed to do it <laughs> yeah like the beast is a big geezer he's a beast yeah he's not for me no uh, unfortunately but yeah it looks incredible and it's part of the, the ride sort of vehicle looks kind of like a teacup it's like a cross between a teacup and the ratatouille ride yeah I'd say so yeah it's definitely trackless yes uh, can fit ten people, mm-hmm. four in the front, six in the back. Yeah, uh, kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. And there's going to be like a dancing sort of thing going on. And it's set inside the in set inside the castle, correct? Castle of the grounds. Yeah. So yeah. I think you go outside for a bit as well uh, during the winter period. Yeah. Yeah, it looks really cool, mm. and it kind of puts the uh, new Fantasyland at Magic Kingdom to shame. A bit. It kind of does, although the queues for that are always ridiculous. Yeah. You can go in there and meet the princesses, is that right? There is a section for that, yeah. To be fair... And, and you can have uh, Be Our Guest, which is in the Beast Castle. Right. So Beast Castle is basically just a meet and greet for princesses and also this restaurant. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, isn't it, how much work went into what is just a meet and greet in a restaurant. Yeah. And I guess Seven Doors Mine Train's there as well, as part of the new Fantasyland. Oh, but, sure. And the, I think the Little Mermaid was new as well. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, which which has some like pretty decent animatronics, but seeing this, uh, it, really, it really is amazing. It is absolutely amazing, and it's opening in what was it twenty twenty spring twenty twenty. Cool. Uh, when is the next Olympics? Would be twenty twenty two, right? Uh, twenty 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 twenty. Yeah, yeah, twenty twenty. So in time for that. Then. Yeah. Yeah, and of course Nintendo Land coming to Universal there as well. So big year for big the theme year. parks in Tokyo. I have to get some uh, tickets for that. Well, sorry, uh, Universal's in Osaka, is it not? It's not in Tokyo. Yeah, but it's uh, only a bullet train away. True, still a couple of hours though. When I was tentatively looking into going to Japan uh, during the year, I was really bummed out by the fact they weren't both in Tokyo. I, f- I, like, I feel like if I'm going all the way there. I, I want to do both, but how logistically can I do this? Feel like one of the things I'd have to do if I went to Japan would be the bullet train. So well, yes, that's fair enough, I guess. But it was more just like, so what? Do I have to, I've booked two hotels and blah. blah it's just incidentally, do you know you have to pay for the monorail at Disneyland, Japan, no, Tokyo. Yeah, I did not know that because it's a form of transportation. Uh, the Japanese government legislation means that you have to pay to use it. Wow, which is it's outside the park. So and it lines Disney's pockets. Presumably, I don't know. It's not as if well because I kind I of wonder. So. Is all the is all the transport publicly owned? Is like is it is it going back into public? I don't think so. Going back into the transport transport infrastructure, if everything. No, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of Japanese government. If no, I'm honest. I'm t- well, why not? Well, yeah. I'm not come prepared. <laughs> You're going to raise a point like this, Josh. You need to have done the reading. Sorry, yeah, but the not good enough. it means that the train that goes around the park doesn't go around the park. Because if it did, 
then they'd have to charge. <laughs> that seems ridiculous. Yeah. But okay. Japan. Japan. Oh, there we have it. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Get hyped. Get hyped. Are you going to uh, be their guest? I will be their guest. You will. Yeah. Nice. I will cool. put their uh, service to the test. Service to the test. That's the word. Excellent stuff. Yeah. Well, sticking with Disney. Yeah. Real quickly, I guess. Just real quickly, back in Florida. Uh, this coming from Theme Park Insider, who dropped a little tidbit of insider knowledge uh, about theme parks. <laughs> Fittingly. Uh, no. And he has uh, said that it sounds as though Walt Disney World Florida are going to start testing their uh, gondola transit system. Very soon. In fact, they yeah, so very early in 2019 by the sounds of it. Yeah, basically after the holiday Christmas period has ended. Yeah. Um, or whatever. You know, so we talked. To, event use we talked a little bit about this a few weeks ago. Can you remind me exactly what this is and how this is going to work? And- sure. So uh, if you didn't know, monorails are really expensive to build, so they didn't want to build another monorail. Right. So they're doing cable car basically instead. Oh, okay. But uh, fancy word for it is a gondola. Is the Japanese government going to make us pay to use this? Was uh, well? yes. God damn it! Yeah. And so this goes from. Uh, there's a couple of uh, hotels in it. One of the pop hotels, Coronado Springs is in there. Uh, MGM is in there, and Epcot is in there. It's like they're all linked together by the cable car system. Right. Uh, relatively large-ish uh, cable car gondolas. Uh, no air conditioning. Passive air conditioning, I think, is the term they're using. Right, as in the breeze. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And they're going to have these cool uh, things on the outside. So it looks like, you know, Mickey and Minnie are in there or... Oh, so there's no windows. There, There's windows, but it's like uh, one way. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, interesting. As far as I'm aware, yeah. Well, do we know when this is being slated to be up and running? Uh, Next year. Right. So 2019. Oh, okay. So maybe mid to late 2019 if they're yeah, testing early, this, early in the year? I don't think it's going to be open for when I'm there, which is May, June. Okay. I think it's late summer. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but no, that'll be cool. I mean, I imagine, I mean, I'm going in March. And so I would imagine that when we, when, when I'm there then and when you're there in May. Most of the structures are complete, I believe. Yeah. Certainly at uh, MGM. Cool. MGM, the entrance to MGM now is all completely crazy because they've had to move stuff for the gondola and MGM the seems Wars. like it's in a total like state. Yeah. Like, don't go there almost. But then, you know, by Christmas time it will be go incredible. There. Yeah. It, it will be the go to place. Yeah, they've they've built like new off ramps off of uh World Drive to get to MGM now. So you no longer go through Joe, you used to have to go down that sort of side road. Yeah. And then go under the arch. Which is the old MGM arch. You no longer do that. Huh. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to making my return and then hopefully going back again uh, not too much longer after that to do Star Wars and stuff. But uh, yeah, some cool stuff happening. I think it's fair to say all the Disney parks around the world based on what we've spoken about today and also what we spoke about last week. They've very much stepped up their game and they've had to. 100%. Yes. Um, shall we stay in Florida for the time being and head on over to uh, a park we've we've neglected and I guess we good reason on this podcast so far and that's Bush Gardens. Um, they haven't really been up to a whole lot 
recently, but they have now um, started construction of their new roller coaster for 2019. Sure have. Tigris. Tigris. Tigris? Tigris? I don't know. I mean, I assumed it was Tigris because it's a play on the word tiger, is it not? Is Tigris not a thing? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, it's a mountain in Turkey. Right. Well, I don't think that's the inspiration for this. <laughs> I think it's no? the tiger. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Tigris is something they announced earlier in the year. Yep. Now started getting to work on it. So the key selling point of it is that it's going to be the tallest launch coaster yes. in Florida. Yeah. Which sounds... Cool. I mean, I mean, Busch Gardens are always striving. They they consider themselves to be the go-to theme park in Florida for thrill seekers, for thrill rides. Sure do. I think is a fair assessment of their offering for the most part. Yeah, they've hundred percent got the best roller coasters. Yeah, definitely. The most and roller coasters. I mean, I think their recent additions have been really strong as well. I mean, in terms of roller coasters, Sequel's going back a bit now, to be fair. That's getting on for maybe 12 years old. But Cheetah Hunt. Cheetah Hunt's good. Uh, have you not done that yet? You've not no. Been that's fantastic. I really enjoy Cheetah Hunt. If this is anything close to the standards that that one set, then I'll be very excited indeed. So it has... We've gone back to the original announcement just to remind ourselves of some of the sort of statistics... They pitch a 150-foot skyward surge, so that sounds to me like a launch that is just going to send you straight up, sort of almost night, like yeah, almost. You know the the chain lift on the Rip Ride rocket is almost basically 90 degrees. That, that is 90 high. degrees. Could it be that, but launched? Yeah, I'd imagine so. Um, I guess if you could look at other things, uh, Stealth, okay, uh, has a launch that goes uh, then goes vertical. Uh, King to Car is the big one in America. So Stealth is 200 foot. Okay. Uh, and you basically just launch, go straight up. Obviously, it's a launch coaster. There's 1,800 feet of track. Going back to the Rip Ride Rocket comparison, it also seems like it's going to have one of those loops that doesn't quite finish. You know what I mean? Where it sort of gets almost the whole way. Oh, yeah. And then you bail out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like a weird sensation. Yeah. And if you're doing that even faster, then it will be uh, especially, I mean, especially I can, disorientating. I, I can name a number of rides that do that, Tom. Fair enough. Saw, the ride okay. at Thought Park. Rita, Queen of Speed at Alton Towers, uh, which is another launch coaster. There's two off the top of my head, but there's a couple more out there for sure. Does it? Does that not happen on Shikra as well? No, I don't think so. Because Secret just goes upside down. And then it bails out at the top. No, Secret does a loop. Okay. Pretty, I'm pretty certain it does. But, um, yeah, uh, track started laying, no surprise really, because it's due to open in the spring, so it's not too far away really. No. Something to, to be excited about. And then, just staying with Bush Gardens briefly, there are um, rumours about a new Gwazi yeah, essentially. So it sounds like they're going to tear Guazi down. It's been out out of, out of action for I think two years now, maybe three. Yeah, I mean it was a in a, in a bit of a state. I would yeah, say. Yeah, it felt for like it could collapse at any moment. Yeah, the last few times I went very on rickety, it. very rickety. I always remember sort of every time you got the first chain lift and how loud it was, and like looking at the the screws and bolts and stuff, and thinking, are any of these going to come out at any point? <laughs> yeah, this thing feels like it's. Uh, Within an inch of its life at all times. 100%. I mean, I can't imagine that if they're going to want to sort of honour its legacy, it's got to be another roller coaster, right? You'd have thought so, yeah. Mm. 
Uh, some people have said that maybe they are going to get rid of some of Grazi uh, and then repurpose it into one of these sort of half woody, half steel coasters. Right. Um, so you can get more elaborate ride actions going on. It's nice and it's much smoother, but you still have a classic uh, like woody effect. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, we don't know yet. No, we don't. Uh, it, it's kind of weird. They kind of just slip that into Tigris uh, announcement. They kind of was like, hey, here's, we're announcing this new Tigris ride, yeah. and also we're going to be doing something with Grazi in the future. Yeah. I mean, I spoke about Grazi a little bit on the solo uh, episode that I did uh, maybe six weeks ago now or something about how it sort of has a special place in my heart because it was one of the first... Like, Bush Gardens consi- considered it to be one of their, like, big guns. Yes. Um, but it was... And it was the only one of their big guns that I was brave enough to go on as a kid. Yeah. you didn't go upside down. Yeah, and yeah. I was so... So when I came... When I did Gwazi, I, it was like... It was a moment of pride for me as a kid. I was like, oh, I did one of their big ones. Dad, I did one of their big ones. And, uh, yeah. And he, so he patted you on the head and was like... Yeah. You did, son. Yeah, it always. Um, it was funny, like when I finally, when I finally took the plunge on the proper big boy coasters. Yeah, the first one I did was Shikra, because it's like if I can do this, I can do Everything. all the other ones. Yeah. So let's just do it. I actually, shout myself. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I did. Yeah, I Griffin, uh, which is equivalent to Shikra, but in uh, Bush Gardens Williamsburg, uh, was one of the first big boys in America that I did. Nice. I didn't know you'd been to the other Bush Gardens. I have. I really enjoyed it. How's it compared to Tampa? Different. Yeah. Uh, so that so Bush Gardens Williamsburg is also known as Bush Gardens Europe. Obviously, the Tampa one's Africa. Yeah. What, um, make, what makes it Europey? So it's based. So each area is based on like a country. All right. So uh, is it as much of a zoo park? Nowhere near. Oh. But you have like you're England and it's got a pub and. Oh, interesting. Stuff like that. And there's a couple of, like, kind of well-known rides. So you've got Griffin, which is Shikra, but, like, five feet taller. Right. For some random reason. Uh, and then you got you had the Big Bad Wolf that was there, which is um, infamous in roller coaster circles because it was quite larry. Actually, what uh, Vampire at Chessington, they were going to use the same system as Big Bad Wolf and then change their mind uh, and ended up with... Uh, the inverted coaster system that they ended up with. A uh, bit of inside trivia for you there. <laughs> One for the ladies yeah. at the uh, Christmas party last week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you've got Griffin. And there's, there's, yeah, some really, there's some good fun rides there, actually. Um, I haven't, that was quite a while ago now. So, hmm. Bush Gardens, Africa, has, or uh, Tampa has come on a lot since then. So, oh, okay. I would have said at the time that. Williamsburg was my preferred out of the two, but now that uh, Tampa's come on, maybe not. Well, fair enough. But yeah, I I I am gen- generally speaking a, a big fan of Bush Gardens roller coasters, so I'm excited for uh, Tigris or Tigris or whatever the hell it's actually ends up being called. Um, let's shoot on over, Josh, to uh, another part of Asia. Oh, specifically. South Korea. South Korea. Now, two stories from South Korea. Two stories. Yeah. The first is Legoland. It's Lego. going to South Korea. It sure is. Now, I've only been to Legoland Windsor. I assume that's the same case for you. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to Orlando next year. Is there no kids rule on that one, then? 
Or you, uh, my kids my kids are not my kids, <laughs> obviously. Uh, my niece and nephews are going. Oh, so you can. But do they have the rule there as well that you can't go? Yeah, so that's a that's a Legoland worldwide rule. I oh, believe. okay, fair enough. Yeah. What do you know of the Legoland Florida? I, I spoke about Legoland um, again on this solo episode I did because I mean the solo episode I did was about rides that no longer exist that I sort of missed for various reasons. Yeah, and one of the ones I picked was at the most generically titled Jungle Coaster at Legoland Windsor. One of the reasons it was sort of it's stuck with me was because I got to basically be part of the testing for it. Yeah, that's quite um, cool. And you failed in your job, but well, yes, that's true. Well, the, the the guy who actually had the responsibility failed in his job. The guy was testing. He was like a sound guy. I don't know what his actual job title or what he sound actually guy. was, but he went to a lot of con. He was involved in a was lot that, of like the audio. Was like, that on his business card, yeah, Dave? Sound guy. Sound guy. Yeah, but he was involved in a lot of like oh eight hundred sound <laughs> and stuff like that. And basically, his job when it came to this jungle coaster was. Is it going to be a problem for residents? Yeah. And obviously it ended up opening, so he clearly didn't feel that it would be. Eventually it clearly was, and they shut it. And that is actually now at Florida. It's like, I think, a beat-for-beat beat copy. I have heard this. I've heard, I think it might be the same. They took it apart and shipped it over. Oh, wow. Maybe, yeah. It happens right. quite a lot. Oh, right. Yeah. So technically speaking, it's a really old ride over there. Yeah. In this relatively new park in Florida, isn't it? Yeah, so it used to be someone else... Someone else's park, like an independent oh, so theme park. It wasn't completely built from scratch. No. Oh, interesting. Uh, it used to be an know. independent theme park, and then they basically repurposed it and Legolandified it. Right. Apparently, the, well, my favourite part of Legoland is always the miniature cities. Yeah. Uh, I mean, other than that, you know, and obviously learning to drive. Of course. Key, uh, you know, part of childhood. Yeah. Learning to drive. Definitely. At Legoland. Uh, there's uh, there is a roller coaster there, like a fairly recent one, which is based on Bionicle. I can't remember what it's based. I think it's like a go karty type Do thing. You remember Bionicle? Yeah, I had some of them. Yeah, I think I had one as well. Uh, or it might be like Lego Mindstorm or something. But apparently, this ride's quite good, but the queue's quite big. Right. So yeah, but the the cool thing about the South Korea Lego Land is that it's being built entirely on an island. Yes. Which at the moment is. Well, it looks like a Fallout game. It's yeah. like completely barren and just brown and it's, looks like it's been hit by, by a nuke, quite it's, frankly. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's odd. There's, there's a bridge. I mean, I can't claim to be an expert on the South Korean theme park um, landscape. No. But one assumes that if you're uh, in that part of the world and you want to go to a theme park, you're probably going to, your, your best bet's probably to head on over to Japan. Yeah. Uh, or Singapore. Um, but or, of course, or Hong Kong. There's a lot of stuff. What's in Hong Kong? Is there Disney. A, oh, there's a Disney in Hong Kong as well. Yeah, I did not know that. Is there a Disney in China? Shanghai. Yeah. Oh wow. There's a lot of Disney parks that I. There's way more Disney parks. There's a lot of people in Asia. I don't don't know if you know. Yeah, it's true. Uh, you're not wrong. But um, and I guess they're tapping into, or they were trying to tap into different markets. Is that? Can you? Is I assume there's no Winnie the Pooh content in Disney Shanghai. <laughs> I don't believe so, no. Oh, wow. Uh, but they have got crazy Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Yes. Arguably the best Pirates of the Caribbean ride from just seeing it. I haven't been on it, but I've seen video of it and it looks insane. Oh, my theme park bucket list is expensive. Yeah. God damn it. 
But it, I mean, for, between like the Beauty and the Beast stuff at Tokyo Disney, yeah, um, the plans for Universal in Japan as well. This um, we talked the other week about potential expansion at Singapore Universal as well. Yep, it seems like much like in America, there is some uh, there is some stuff in the works. They yeah. are not resting on their laurels when it comes to theme parks in this part of the world so. it looks like on this island you've got obviously the theme park uh looks like you've got a hotel maybe some like villas down the bottom there as well mm. obviously this is concept art massive grain of salt pinch of salt whatever you call it uh it looks like some other multi-purpose stuff on there like some, maybe some like courts like some tennis courts or some pitches or something not criminal courts no <laughs> you get up to some <laughs> bad business at Legoland you just take you straight outside over there with you but um, no, it looks cool. I just like the idea of an island almost being entirely. I mean, this this is the island of adventure. Uh, yes, <laughs> this is a fantastic world. It certainly is. Um, and then sticking with South Korea, this one just made me laugh because Paramount once of this parish <laughs> <laughs> once once committed to um, the Disneyland Paris of the UK Paramount Park here in Kent. Yeah. Moving um, to the Kent of Asia. Yes. Uh, no longer are they involved in that project, uh, the London Resort, as it is now known. But they have signed up to be part of a new theme park in South Korea, correct? Yes. Uh, this concept art looks as glitzy as the concept art for Paramount Park in Kent. Yeah. But being in South Korea, it's hotter. Yes. So uh has more interesting stuff. Mm. Like... There's a pool and there's water rides. Actually looks like it might have been fleshed out a bit more. You know, it would be hilarious if this... I mean, it says here uh, that this is planned for the second phase of this project. Yes. Which is um, being put together by the Mohegan Gaming and Entertainment. Gambling. Uh, which is a great name. Clearly a gambling firm. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, and this part of the project, the theme park, is planned for the second phase, which is due for 2025. It would make me laugh if that opened before the London Resort. I mean, it will, because the London Resort is never happening. Yes, I guess so. That is true. But I think even <laughs> I think even if it was to, there's a good chance that this opens before. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. So, I guess all the same rumours, really. What's in Paramount's staple of IP that... Uh, used here. Star Trek. Star Trek. Mission Impossible. Um, do uh, they own an animation studio? Do they own... I don't know anymore. Do they? I don't know. It's a good question. It's a good question. But yeah, I, I wasn't really planning to talk about this in great detail. I just thought it was kind of funny that uh, Paramount Nickelodeon. Uh, are back. Oh, Nickelodeon is this. Interesting. And obviously they've got Transformers, but that's licensed to the Universal yeah. Park. So. Yeah, we'll see, I guess. I, Their name I, uh, is kind of tainted in theme park circles. This theme park insider article has done, you know, Star Trek, Mission Impossible, Nickelodeon, uh, other world-class IP. Like, they've run out of like, they've run out of things to... Yeah, so. that seems like those are the three. Yeah. And there's not maybe quite a lot else going on. Mm. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see well, how that comes down. That didn't happen in London. It certainly didn't. Also, it wasn't actually in London. Yeah, mate. come on, mate. <laughs> Sending a complaint to Theme Parkins. I think you'll find it was in Swanscombe. <laughs> yeah, it was on the peninsula. <laughs> Do your research. Come on. Swanscombe is a 
is a lovely place. It's a place. <laughs> it's a place. That much is true. Yes. Uh, Josh, I think that's going to do it. Yeah. 2018. Not just for the podcast, but for 2018. 2018 is now pretty much over. Sure is. Um, it's been a strange year. What's going to be your key takeaway from the year, Josh? Uh, I really like Disneyland Paris. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. Was that the highlight of your year? Probably was. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You know, not the new job or people getting married or... No. Disneyland Paris. Yeah. 100% Disneyland Paris. And here's to plenty more theme park trips in 2019. Indeed. Hope so. I mean, we're both planning to go to Florida, so... Yeah. That covers that, I guess. Uh, Yeah. I think we should definitely hit up the UK parks. We probably should. Certainly as you haven't been to them. Indeed. Which is a a disgrace, quite frankly. Here I am preaching to the people that listen to this about theme parks when I have not even been to the ones in my own country. Yes. And um, I need to go before Brexit because yeah. they'll all shut down because I ran out of money. Yeah. Actually, uh, talking about theme parks in the UK, uh, just a sh- little shout out to a book that I've recently read. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, you've just got your you know presents for Christmas. You've got a bit of money in your back pocket. Don't know what to spend it on. If you want a book. Well, you know, you, you, every fucker on planet Earth got a Kindle gift card. Exactly, yeah. So... Uh, Creating My Own Nemesis by John Wardley uh, is about basically uh, the guy who helped create theme parks in the UK. Right. Uh, helped set up Chessington, Thorpe Park and Alton Towers to be what they are today. Uh, helped Madame Two Swords, uh, the Dungeons, uh, the name, the park in Wales always escapes me. Uh, he's he's done it all. He is a... Wow. He's also... He is so, uh, you know, up there that he... Is a cheat code in Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> that I did not know. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, and created my favourite ride of all time Nemesis. Oh. Yeah. Well, well I didn't know your favourite ride of all time was right here in the uh, UK. Yeah, in, in good old Alton Towers. Well, there we go. I will I will make it a, a point to, to, to get myself there in the uh, year 2019. Uh, but we will be back in 2019 with more Park Rush podcasts, so please do join us. If you haven't subscribed to us yet, you can do so. Various podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple, uh, stuff like Podbean and uh, Pocket Cast and all Podcast those apps. You can find yeah. us on those. We're also on SoundCloud. You can find us at parkrush.com for that. And social medias as well, Park Rush Podcast across Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And you can email us, Josh. Podcast at parkrush.com. That's your lot for this week and the year. Thanks very much for joining us. Until next time, take it easy and have a happy new year. Happy new year. Goodbye.